Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 16 of the Never Growing Up podcast. Today, we have quite a busy day. We also have an extremely special guest joining us today. We have Terry Weaver from Making Elephants Fly and also from the WDW Today podcast joining us. Um, we're going to do a quick little interview, get to know you, and then also have him uh, take part in some of our Disney news that we're checking out today, just like the Disney acquisition of 20th Century Fox, which I'm sure pretty much everyone is talking about. Um, the ridiculous story of a woman losing her boyfriend at Epcot. We're going to poke some holes in this one. Um, a peek into the Riviera Resort rooms and artwork, the new Briar Rose Gold Collection, is it really just a revamp of the Rose Gold Collection? Mm -hmm. um, and also, we're going to go over to Disneyland for a little bit and talk about Jesse's Critter Carousel opening. I'm super excited to see another addition to Pixar Pier. So that's all on today's episode. Hey guys. Hey. It's, <laughs> it's Annie at WDW Collective, and we also have my wonderful co host. Hi guys, it's Brady McCleary, also known to you guys as uh, Brady Cam on Instagram. And we have a special guest today, Brady. We sure do. I feel so fancy and important that we're, we're able to get this, this gentleman on our, on our, um, podcast today i i've discovered terry from obviously listening to wdw today uh which is the longest running uh disney world podcast which actually i didn't realize but i i have been listening to it since the original incarnation like at least 10 years ago so um and then just learning some more about you know terry's life and 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 what he's encouraging other content creators uh to do is just been a really great opportunity for us. So we really want to welcome Terry Weaver to our podcast. Welcome, Terry. Ta -da! Welcome. <laughs> Ta -da! I need walkout music, you know, like something from Two Chains or something to walk out. <laughs> WWE wrestling. Yes, it's the most millennial podcast you'll ever have in your life. <laughs> oh my goodness! What a what a weird what a weird dis. I, I was actually at. Like twenty four hours ago at Walt Disney World, so I, uh, I was, um, yeah. Well, I I kind of say that like that because, um, you know, one of the I'm gonna start complaining right away because I can, <laughs> and we have been we didn't record WDW today, so I'll un I'll unleash the hounds for you guys. That's right, you guys didn't. I was disappointed. I was waiting yeah. for my Facebook Live. Well, you know, I mean, in, anything like anything we can do to, to take the rest of the internet and the rest of the podcast off the rails, we're gonna <laughs> do it. Uh, the crowds this week. Really? I've reached. I no longer am the guy that's yelling at Disney for raising ticket prices. I'm like, raise them, double them, triple them, yeah. whatever you have to do. Make them a million dollars. Get these people out of the parks. I'm a grumpy old man. <laughs> oh, the, the, Get the, out of my the, way. Yeah. Um, I mean, this wasn't even like real spring break. This was like there's a few school districts with spring break. And it's worse than I've seen it on Thanksgiving Day. Wow. That's insane. Um, I yeah, do feel was... like I've seen a lot more posts on Instagram and on Twitter about the crowds this fiscal year than our calendar year, rather than I've seen in the past. Like, I just feel like it's been extra crowded, even though the prices have gone up, you know, people are still still making their way there. Well, see, theme park works. A theme park 
working at its best only works when there's capacity to handle the number of people that go in the gates. So restaurants eat, you know, basically everything you put in a park is a people eater. And so when you start taking away things that eat people, they just end up everywhere. Um, I was standing on the steps of the um, Mexico Pavilion just watching the sea of humanity. You know, it's, it's you know, a few weeks into Flower and Garden. And it looked, you know, it was like a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And it looked like a Saturday or Sunday of Food and Wine wow. Festival. I mean, it was just, it was a sea of humanity. So I, I don't know what Disney's going to do. I mean, obviously, there's like five or seven e-tickets under construction. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to hang out with my buddy Len Testa a little bit while we were there. Ah, he's from my hometown. An, Did you know that? At, a, at an undisclosed location in the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, we were we were just talking about it like, like we've never we had never seen such a thing. Like, and when you shock the both of us, it's sort of like, oh gosh, like what is the average, um, what is the average family? And we figured it out lately that the average family to go to Walt Disney World, the average family of four. Not now, we're a family of few of two, no kids, so we're saving money there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, pro tip: cost savings. Don't have kids. Um, <laughs> it's the entire message of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the average family of four is spending between four and seven thousand dollars. Wow, nice. and that's and that's not staying at the Grand Floridian either, right? right? And so. You know, I I just imagined if I had just saved up to be there that week and that was my experience. Now I have, you know, I have some friends that can make a little magic happen and I know how to say the right things to make a little pixie dust fall. But even then, man, it, it, it was just I mean, we were sitting there in our favorite primetime cafe, uh, which is one of our favorites, and like we had two or three hours to kill. And I was like, asked my wife to my wife, and I was like, okay. What do you want to do? She's like, let's get Starbucks and leave. Like that was like, that was how we felt. Like it was the end of our trip. And it was like, I had some business things to go take care of before we went to the airport. It was like, if we have time, we'll go to the outlet mall and go to character warehouse. Um, But just the the crowds have really gotten, it's going to be real, real interesting to see how they handle it. Mm -hmm. Um, My mom's been saying it for a while now. They really need to open up a fifth park. Like just a whole other park uh and i think that would help a a little bit (laughs) yeah basically basically it's like the cell phone parking lot at the airport exactly (laughs) it's and 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 this is i mean of course this is pre galaxy's edge um god help us all when uh those those floodgates are open i mean we we so i'm a person who hates crowds and it's hilarious that i have a a podcast about disney but like i hate crowds i hate waiting in line so and i'm going to disney in two weeks so what you're saying is giving me like severe anxiety i'm just i'm just very are you going when like gold passes are blocked are you going the week before easter yeah it's the week before uh two weeks before easter april 9th yeah um gold but I'm not an annual pass holder, actually. Um, figure that out. <laughs> yes, I have actually. We have done the math, and I we talked a little bit about on last week's episode too. Is that um, my husband and I don't actually spend a lot of time at the parks. We maybe go one day or two. Um, so financially, and and he doesn't always come with me because he is for his vacation time is significantly more limited than mine. Um, so a lot of times I'm going with friends, but even that, even then, it just 
doesn't make sense for me because I'm not going that often. I what do you? But you're there all the time. So what are you doing? I'm going to restaurants. I'm going to the spa. I'm going to the pool. She does the actual adult. I do the actual adult <laughs> And I'm just an adult in Disney. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, Brady. You go to the parks like the entire time when you're there. But I only go yeah, like one I'm or two there, days. I, I go for seven, it. eight days. Seven, eight days, and I'm there every single day, like from open to close. And I have to see that. That's the nice thing about an annual pass in. I'll sell you on this factor is there's no guilt on a park day about blowing it off. True. About going, you know what we're going to do? We're going to go get a dull whip and we're going to go sit on Tom Sawyer Island for the rest of the day and chill. That's a really good um, point. I mean, so like let, let's, so let's talk about, I'm going to drive this podcast. Okay. Forget you. You're on. not hosting this thing anymore. <laughs> I'm in charge. Take it over. You are the guest. You're well. You're you're welcome to. <laughs> well, one of the weird things I do is I I mix business and pleasure at Disney a lot. Sure. Um, I do a conference that's in Orlando called the Thing. It's a conference for creatives and podcasters and entrepreneurs about getting equipped and getting the tools to really you know do. And, and both of, there's an Orlando event called the, the Thing, and then we, we last year we did a thing called the Mini Thing in LA, and those were both tied to Disney. So. That the, that alone normally requires four trips from me to be in Orlando mm-hmm. a year uh, or, or at a Disney park. And so, you know, I mix business and pleasure a lot. So, like, like I had meetings in the park this week. Sure. I had, you know, that's just what I, it's fun, right? Like, I'm like, hey, meet me on Tom Sawyer Island, ride, ride, ride the, you know, the, the raft over and we'll find a picnic table. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my office now. Sorry. Sorry, cast members. I work here. Um, this is my office. Get out. And so, like, and I and I and I do that. Like, and I don't feel guilty. Like, oh, I'm burning my four day hopper right now. And so that's why I have it. But we have DVC. Yes. We get the gold pass at a discount, which is still three times more than I paid for the annual pass when we bought it ten years oh, ago. Oh wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, I renew member. my, I, me and my husband get the, the platinum, not the platinum plus, or we could do the golf or whatever, but we just get the platinum one every year. And for me, it's worth it. Cause like I said, I go like four or five times a year for eight days at a time. And I go to each park, like every, like I go to the parks every single day. Yeah. So the, my first trip I've paid off my pass essentially. For sure. So I, it's definitely worth it for me to get the past, especially since I live, you know, only six hours away, I can go whenever I really want to. Yeah. And then the ability to buy tables in Wonderland. Right. Um, I mean, that thing, I paid for that on this trip alone because I took advantage of valet parking on this trip a ton. Ugh. And it used to be a three hour limit. Now, as long as you go and you, you use it at the resort, you're good. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I had $120 worth of valet bills. Or actually, it's now $33 a day, so it would have been $133 of, of the $150 that, the, that, the, that cost me washed away because I just showed them my card and got it for free. Um, and so, you know, we kind of joked about the bougie side of Disney. Yeah. But there's not a whole lot more bougie than valet parking. Um, I live for valet so, parking and just in all aspects right? of my life like I live for valet like I valet at the airport and it drives my husband crazy like I will, I will we are the bougie side of this Disney is, this is this is you come to the right podcast if you want to talk about the bougie side of Disney <laughs> we're not trying yeah. to cut corners here <laughs> and, and you know and that's that's one of the things like 
we did on this trip was just like, screw it, we are not going to park 800 miles away and wait for a tram that's half that's not working properly. You know, we're we're going to park here and get our go have breakfast and then head in chill. And so, you know, I, I tend to be on Brady's team there when it comes to kind of go a lot of days and slow down. And you kind of go the, you know, if obviously if I'm just there and I'm like tagging a Disney day on a business trip, mm-hmm. which I know you do. Yes. Um, and like those are marathon days. I get it. But I'm 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 not a millennial. I'm a Gen Xer. <laughs> And so I'm cruising my way into my 40s, and those those all day open to close. Oh god, um, I can't. I'm, I'm getting too life. old for those. I just can't. Well, I'm I, so I'm a zillennial because I'm on the I'm on the cusp of being a Gen Xer, and and um, and I'm I next was it next? Yeah. Oh god, my birthday is like two weeks from now, and um, I'll be on the right side of 40. So it's like I totally understand where you're coming from, and I have to take a nap. I. I have to leave. I don't even care that I paid for the ticket. Like, I just don't, I just don't care. I will just, we do our daytime park. We go offsite for lunch. Then I go take a nap. Nick does whatever he wants to. And then we go back usually to Epcot. Epcot's our evening park. So that's our plan. What do you mean offsite for lunch? Like you leave Disney? Oh no. Like we just leave the park. So like if we're at magic kingdom, like we'll go to the wave or we'll go over to, um, uh, Kona cafe or something like that. Okay. First of all, Let's let's talk about your decision to go to the wave. <laughs> um, I have been a pro wave person when it comes to breakfast, but I just I probably had one of like the worst meals of my life there, like this last week. Oh, really? And it's kind of the but- it's kind of my second or third just bad experience there. And as soon as they figured out, as soon as someone recognized me and then recognized the person I was meeting with as a president of a really large travel agency like everything changed in the restaurant for us and it was just like really like you don't treat everybody awesome Mm. like when you realize like that guy brings 40 million dollars of business to disney a year sure now you're gonna treat it good and now that you know i talk to a lot of people every week about disney you're gonna pay attention to us like come on guys and so i used to be like that was kind of my faux brunch at disney Mm -hmm. because they had the bottomless bloody marys and the bottomless mimosa but so like my wife and I both got crabs Benedict and it was just not great. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, what? Oh, so, so that was, that was for a breakfast meeting. So we normally yeah. go at lunch and we only eat at the bar because we've not had good experiences in right. the dining area. And it's a much different experience, at least in our opinion. Every experience at a bar is a great experience. experience. Yes. And that Kona is new. Cause we used to always, we used to always go to the the wave. Back in the day, we used to go to Columbia Harbor House because it was it's pretty chill. It's not as crazy as some of the other. Um, well, I mean, it's still very busy, but it's not as crazy as like Cosmic Rays, for example, um, in the Magic Kingdom or Casey's Quarter or something like that. Uh, so we would go to Columbia Harbor House. But now, like, I just I just need such a break from the crowds, and especially with what you're saying that the crowd is like wildly worse. Um, definitely, I might even I there's just nowhere quick to go to like. Great Floridian. Like, I like to hop on the monorail and go somewhere, but we're so limited. Yeah. And the Great Floridian Cafe isn't bad. Yeah. Um, but we, we went to, um, one day we went to the Columbia Restaurant in Celebration. Oh, yeah. Which, you guys have talked about that. Yeah, the place is awesome. And just all of downtown Celebration is pretty, there's a little place with the macaroons and there's a, 
there's a dog bakery down oh, there. It's nice. just kind of a weird, it's a weird town. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah. I've... And there's a Starbucks. And so like, there's plenty to, <clears throat> there's plenty to see and do. It kind of get away from the hustle and bustle of Disney for a couple hours. if you need. Even though you guys are talking about the crowds, like I'm dying. I need to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one who can wait go in the so line. Hard. We always talk about this is that Brady can handle Brady can handle the crowds. He can handle the lines. I'm just like, I have to go. I, I have to leave. Someone, I, I, I panic <laughs> internally, but like my hard headed stubbornness, I'm like, I will make it. <laughs> I will make You're it through this line. Like an anime character, like going <laughs> to Super Saiyan, like, I will make it through this line. <laughs> it's, like, it's not that serious, dude. Calm down. Yeah, you're a stronger like person yelling than me. the whole time. Yeah, you're a better man. <laughs> I cannot Stop do it. it. Stop it. I mean, I'm going to uh, Pandora for the first time this trip so excited for you because i refuse to deal with the crowds so this is the first time i'm going to pandora <laughs> do you have fast passes okay so uh we talked about this in the last episode um i got a, pa- a fast pass for navi river uh, couldn't get one for a flight of passage but we have extra magic hours um that morning so we are going to try and get there like ridiculously early not my choice my husband's choice you're going to rope drop extra magic hours. We're going to rope drop extra magic hours, unfortunately. I'm not happy about it. Ugh. I'm not not happy. My husband's it's an early riser. Great. I'm not. So, <laughs> so we're going to do... And honestly, I think what's going to happen is like we're going to go do those two rides, maybe go to Kilimanjaro Safari, and then just plomp our, like, plot ourselves in like Tiffins and just be like, see you guys later. <laughs> just sit there until like... <laughs> Give me the booze. Just, just someone give me a Bloody Mary and be done with it. <laughs> What's that watermelon thing that's at at uh, at the Nomad Lounge? That thing is delightful. Is it good? I don't like watermelons. So I would, but I'll try it. It's, it's. My wife Leslie and I are always. It's our favorite. Nice. I will try. Yeah, it. I try. I tried to go when I went in there. I tried to get some of like their fun drinks and i ended up having like three too many um, <laughs> as one does but it's yeah as one does when i get to a bar <laughs> i know and that's like after my fourth drink i was like wait a minute where am i <laughs> like i need to take a nap <laughs> it's called the high tower rocks Ooh, okay i'm writing this down because i would definitely try this it's tequila it's a blanca tequila watermelon sweet and sour and lime juice every this that all of this sounds good. great yeah. what was your favorite part of flower and garden by the way, since we're just randomly talking about things. <laughs> Knowing that I'm going back in May for the conference and I get there a couple of days early. Oh, nice. When it's like value ticket days and like touring plans has it like a two out of ten. Nice. Um, that I'll get to see the rest of Flower and Garden. I didn't get past Norway or oh, wow. France. I didn't see it. I mean, it was ridiculous. And so we saw the front of the park. Um, Lynn Tusta told me I had to go eat at the honey place yeah um they have a cheesecake what i did find very interesting about flower and garden as a fat man you'll enjoy me bringing this to your podcast um they all of their portion sizes at flower and garden are like wow this isn't like a costco sample this is actually worth the seven or nine dollars i paid for this and so well flower and garden is is my favorite um, of any of the the festivals, followed by Festival of the Arts, followed by Festival, I do holidays, like Festival of the Arts, and then Food and Wine, because Food and Wine, like you're saying, is basically like Costco, like little samples. It's like a total nightmare. 
and we'll just leave it at that. I just yeah, I'm trying to pull up the full menu here so I can tell you what it is. Did he? It, oh yes, it's. It, I remember because we did a full review of all the menus, and it's a mascarpone cheesecake. I think. Yes, that sounds so good. And then it comes with honey ice cream and um little meringue like you know the meringue like you get on top of a pie yeah but when they're dry so it's like oh yeah crunchy yeah it was delightful and that was literally the only somebody in my family used to make cookies like that it was like a meringue but with like chocolate chips in it okay yeah so delicious yeah like for us like we we go to disney and we love we love like the food right like that's one of the things we love and so i just we did Festival of the Senses, a party of the senses. Oh yeah, which I highly recommend you do during Food and Wine. Um, if you don't like Food and Wine but kind of want that same experience, because sure. I hate the let's pull out the credit card every ten feet game. Yeah, um, I'd rather just go sit at La Cava or the wine bar. Same. Oh, same. Like La Cava, yes. yeah, and to the Gusto. Oh, and we were, oh, I love it. Uh, like yeah, to the Gusto all day long. Mm-hmm. I remember sending Matt Lott from the, our podcast to Tuta Gusto. He was like, dude, that's the best piece of Disney advice anyone's ever given us. Oh, it's the best. Tuta Gusto wine bar. It's my absolute Especially favorite. if you get back in the corner, you forget you're in a theme park. And quite honestly, um, just in my experiences in, in being in Italy, like it's the closest, um, I think, out of outside out of any of the locations in epcot that's closest to the country like as it currently is like you can go anywhere in italy and go into like an alimentari or something like that and it is so close to to what you would experience there i absolutely love it yeah and then i'm the, packing uh, my bags i'm going tomorrow after the movie <laughs> and i will say the undisclosed location that i did make my way into with lentest of the magic kingdom I, I as as a person i wouldn't i wouldn't call myself someone who drinks a ton but I enjoy a cocktail or two, so it was nice to actually have a cocktail in the Magic Kingdom um, at the place where we went. So that's I- interesting that you say that because obviously Walt's uh, th- his m- thing was that you know he didn't want alcohol in the parks, and it's different at Magic Kingdom in Disney World versus Disneyland. Disneyland, I don't think there's anywhere you can get it. In- yes, yeah, but there the are. Same- yeah, this is the same place that happens to be at Disneyland too. I just can't wait to get around Epcot in. I just drink around the world and get like a an avocado margarita. Maybe find that girl's lost <laughs> boyfriend. I don't know. Did they ever get back I, together? You know what's so weird about that story <laughs> is that there's so many like that. It sounded like a Taylor Swift song <laughs> unfolding right before our eyes. And, and if we're gonna talk about right. this, like for those of you guys who have not uh, read this story, you can you can find it on many news outlets, including People. Um, but apparently, there was a girl who was on spring break with a bunch of her friends, including her boyfriend, and she lost her boyfriend in Epcot. His quote unquote phone died. I'm like, okay. And then she didn't find him. Like through, like reached out on a Facebook group, or reached out to social media. And people tried to help her find it. They didn't find her. So I'm like, there's like a legitimate like piece of time. Because like, let's be real honest. Like if you're a spring breaker, I mean, I went I went to Disney for spring break. And a lot of it was before these big festivals were happening. So Flower Garden was a thing. But you still try to drink around the world, right? So like, you know that these kids are probably like just hanging out in World Showcase a little time. There's not a lot of places. Yeah, there's not a lot of places where this, this person could be. I have a hard time believing that it took her all day to find this guy. 
Unless you're saying, but Terry's saying the crowds were insane, so maybe that's the case. Well, and here's the maybe. thing, right? So here's here's what the problem is about the crowds. Is Disney knows that the crowds are going to be big. And then what, what, what was there is every band in our school oh, district was there. Yeah. Because it was spring break that we were from. So, like, they fill up pop in in all of the, the music and yeah. art of animation full of junior high, middle school. It was middle school band. Oh, week wow. When we were there. Which, if there's any group of humans that you really don't want on your Disney vacation, oh it's so a right. group of middle so schoolers right. from band. That's so funny. And I love sure. middle schoolers. I was a youth pastor for years. Like, I'm cool with them, but I don't want a vacation no. with them at Disney World. And so, like, there was, you know, there was oh, a lot wild. of people there. And so, yeah, this story is so weird. And it's such, it's just weird. And the fact that it got so viral, that the fact that it made it to People Magazine. <laughs> Terry, you were saying earlier, like, it must have been a really slow news week <laughs> for it to become so viral. It's just wild. I just, I mean, although, so I will say, so my husband and I do separate, like, when we go to the park sometimes. He wants to ride some rides that those of us who suffer from vertigo can't ride. So... <laughs> Because I don't know, Terry, if you listen to some of the other episodes, but I'm technically like an old lady in a 35 year old's body. So <laughs> I have vertigo, I have GERD, I, I have all these health issues. So, like, Nick will like leave me and then go ride whatever he wants. And then I'll just walk around and shop and do all this business. And then we'll meet up somewhere in the middle. So, like, but the thing is, is like, how's your phone die? First off, it's 2019. What do they have? The, they have the chargers there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so let's talk. Let's talk about this some more. Yeah. Since we're going down the rabbit hole, I just went to her 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 oh, her it. Instagram. You're going page, full detective. Which I'm disappointed in the fact that she didn't. She did not. She is a Disney oh. vlogger apparently, but has and uh, didn't have a fuel rod. Has 130 oh. followers. So like her 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 her, oh. her like Instagram is all pictures of her. She like trying. you know, lifestyled up at. Sure. At Walt Disney World, except for the one picture of her with her boyfriend. Well, there's two. There's one of him at Space at Splash Mountain, and then there's the one of the two of them where he's yes. wearing the Stitch Hawaiian shirt. Except for his his shirt is unbuttoned, which I'm real confused how that. <laughs> what <happens>. a trollop! <laughs> you just called him a trollop. I love it. And he literally stole that shirt from Stitch, which was one of the things yes. that people brought up in the story. You know when People Magazine is throwing shade your way? You've made some poor life decisions. <laughs> it's just such, it's so weird. It's just like, it's just such a weird story. There's so many holes. Like, there's so many, <laughs> there's just so many holes. And like, listen. Here's a delightful photo of her in front of the uh, Nemo attraction with, with Dory and, and, um, and not Nemo, yeah. Nemo's dad. Marlon. Marlon, yes. And the copy she writes under the photo is, found Nemo, but couldn't find my boyfriend. Oh. Aha. Oh, so she's uh, making she's it to be this. like a whole she's story to get her. Dude, that's pretty brilliant. If you think about it. Yeah, except for she didn't succeed. <laughs> Maybe she had none but before it started. That's not even like significant Maybe. growth. I should go there this this week and be like, oh, I can't find my husband. And then be like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't bring him. <laughs> It's real though. Like I lose Nick. All First off, my husband's a wanderer, so he's one of those guys who's just like he'll be like, "Oh, squirrel," and then just go walking. And so this is like a common occurrence in my life where he just like wanders off because he just gets distracted. So 
I can handle See, it. And I think that's why I like to go. I go alone. I'm not that I like to go alone, but I think that's why when I go alone, I don't have those mini heart attacks every time. I'll, I'll literally be like, all right, Matt, I'm going to walk into this bathroom. I'll walk in, walk out. He didn't move, but I'm immediately lost. I'm like, where did he go? <laughs> like, I can't find him. And then he's like, Brady, I'm right here. Like, oh. <sighs> and Terry, okay. is your wife a wanderer or does she um, stick close to you? I tend to walk like an old person in the parks. Because I just generally don't care where I'm going or if I'm – I'm just there to slow down. And so normally by the end of your day, you know, you've walked like 15 or 20 miles at Disney World. So, like, I'm just not sure. in a hurry to get there. So normally I'm trying to catch up with her. Um, and then eventually she has to turn around and go, are you coming or not? <laughs> I took my mom um, for for her retirement. I surprised her with the trip to Disney because – Obviously, this is a family trait of us loving to go to Disney. So I surprised her with the trip to Disney for her retirement. And it was kind of the same situation. My mother needs a knee replacement so much. And I and it was the same thing where I kept walking ahead and like I would look back like, Mom, like, what are you doing? <laughs> she would just stop in the middle of the road and just be like, It's fine. She's like, I can, I can she'll like stop and like pick up her phone and like start scrolling through it. And I'm like, Yeah, it's doing? not even that I'm stopping. I'm just like someone just ran over me with a stroller. You know, I'm just like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm it, just, yeah. I'm going to chill and not get angry. I don't want, I don't want to make a Disney, Disney media. So. Yeah. Yesterday was National Common Courtesy Day. So that was very courteous of you to not say anything. <laughs> oh, and, was and, it that's, courteous? and that's the thing with <laughs> Disney is God bless the people who go on Disney as a whole, with, a, with their whole family. And I think my biggest pet pet peeve about oh, yeah. Disney is parents will go to Disney and then forget they're still parents. Um, That's you know because it's like I get it. You know we were we were at Gico. Speaking of the bougie side of Disney, oh I love Gico. And, you know love. they're not giving the food away there. It's a lot of cheap meal. But there was this family sure. with two pretty young children who were at Gico, and I get it if they you know. And there was two families. One the kids were delightful. They were you know they. They had stuff to do. And then there was two kids bored out of their mind because their parents were like, you will not have an iPhone to play with at the table, which was great for them, right? Like, I get it. I know what you're trying to teach your kids, but don't make the rest of us suffer because your kids are bored out of their mind and you're eating a two-hour meal. Um, Yeah. So that's my my rah, old man Disney complaint. Stop it. <laughs> well, and we've talked about that too, like before. It's just you know whenever we're going to a signature dining or something like that, and 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 it's it's kind of like a, a discipline issue. And that's why I think the break is so important. Is that families do take a break midday, even if you are staying off property. It's it's just so important for this for oh, your yeah. sanity. I I have to do it myself. I get overwhelmed from the crowds, from the heat, what have you. And I know I need to personally take a break. It's like self care. <laughs> so I mean, you, you just have you just have to do it. And I think. I think people come into this like not not understanding like the, the the overall repercussion or or how it's going to affect other people that are there. And I read a lot of things where people get on um those of us who visit like without kids, like whether you just, you know, choose not to have kids like like we have chosen not to have children, but or, you know, for whatever reason you don't have children or if you're just going like say my my parents go by themselves too. You know, it's it, and and because you know we're there too so it's like 
you have to be kind of cognizant like this isn't just about you and your family going like this is about all of us being there and trying to have a really great vacation and that's definitely i forgot well i mean you know if you do go with your children you know remember that your kids probably don't do 20 hour days every day of the year Um, i know they don't right and so like oh yeah you know don't be surprised when you're sitting down for dinner at eight o'clock and you decided to rope drop Pandora and left your resort on the first bus that left at 645 oh or you Ubered there, you know, don't, ex- don't be surprised when 14 hours later, your kids are screaming like the actual banshees that you rode at <laughs> exactly. seven o'clock in the morning. Right. And so, I mean, it's, <laughs> and don't be expected if you, anyone else at your party, like you're just, we need, don't feel like you have to kill yourself at Disney. I mean, that's the, right that's the and i just i i, I don't know how much longer disney's going to be enjoyable for people who aren't willing to slow down if you've got to go gung-ho at disney i don't know how much longer it's going to be an enjoyable place to go as, on a vacation um no especially and i disagree with brady that the I'm fifth sure. park is the only solution i do like the idea of a cell phone lot where they're all just stuck there waiting i mean every every park if they added two <laughs> e-tickets to every park, which would consume another 10,000 people an hour, um, you know, you know, you think Star Tours, right? Like, what are their, what are their seven bays in Star Tours? You know, each of yeah, those, like each of those bays holds 40 people. Each of the pre-ride holds 40 people. So, you mm-hmm. know, you're dealing with, I'm going to get my calculator out because I can't, you know, I can't. Man. That's a level of math that I I'm not ready for today. <laughs> you know, you get forty people times two times seven, so you know that's five. So fifty five hundred sixty. Five hundred sixty. Wow. But that is that's Y'all like every listen. ten minutes, right? I'm in sales, <laughs> right? Just, just FYI. But but like <laughs> that's a lot of people getting sucked up every four minutes for a ride. So you know you can do that yeah. probably. That that probably can happen. Um, twelve times an hour because it's every every five minutes. So that's sixty seven hundred people that that ride is sucking up an hour. Um, that's a lot of people. Not to mention, however many people are there's probably another four thousand people in the queue. And so, yeah. you know, if you look at, I mean, I've talked about this on WDW today till I'm blue in the face, and I I want someone to hear me. Um, you know, let's put Zootopia at Animal Kingdom. Let's put Wakanda at Animal Kingdom. Let's put a couple more countries around World Showcase. Let's put three or four attractions around World Showcase. I mean, I mean, honestly, we went to Epcot, right? If they put Zootopia in Animal Kingdom, I will exactly. never leave. That's his favorite movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, why not Wakanda, right? Like, it can happen. It should happen. Right. But, you know, like, we, were, we went to Epcot, and I had a fast pass, um, a fast pass for... A living with a land and a fast pass for Soren, and then like one that we could use anywhere. We walked by Figment; it was it closed at six, because you know, I mean, let's close oh. that ride when the park's full. And we could have ridden anything; it was just sure. like, no, we'll just start walking to dinner because we were going to Flying Fish. Um, I mean, I had a fast pass; I didn't even want to use it because there wasn't that much to do attraction wise there that was interesting. I mean, the other options I had were all on the other side of of the park. You know, I could have walked over and test tracked, 
but I don't really like the new the newest version of that. I could have really. Yeah, it's like it's the I like the old storyline much better. It was much more convincing. Um, sure, that makes sense. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, what are there five attractions in Epcot when you go to make five fast passes? Um, we almost blocked right, the new and... Spaceship Earth because I know it's going for refurb and who knows what soon, right. but. The, the line has been insane for Spaceship Earth lately. I watched the so pictures annoying. of it. I mean, it was 45 minutes. And it was yeah, wrapped around both sides. Yeah, because everybody wants to see it one more time before it uh, changes up. But it's not even changing for another two years, right? Um, Well, it'll be closed for two years, right? I think they haven't announced the date. And it'll probably, they'll announce the date. And it'll happen a couple mm-hmm. weeks after that. I would imagine later sure. this year. Oh, wow. So. Yeah. Then that makes sense for the lines to be. Not, most people don't know that because then you gotta, you gotta think it could be, it could be in two years, but not everybody goes once a year, twice a right. year, three times a year. This is going to be their only time in the next five, six years. Right. But my, po- so you know, they're, they're just trying to, Hey, it's, it's a classic. No, I just don't like the Judy Dench. Narr- I love Judy Dench as an actress, but I don't like the narration. Hashtag bring back Jeremy Irons. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's the, I mean, you go there and then you go to Hollywood Studios and it's like, you know, there's five, seven attractions you ride. Like if you're waiting mm-hmm. two hours to ride all of those things, then okay. But Ugh. there's still two hours. I just have a good time wandering around. Like I could spend the whole day at East. It'll be interesting to see. There's, you know, what else will be interesting, will be interesting to, see? to see? The difference between the Briar Rose Gold collection <laughs> and the Rose Gold ears. I've looked. <laughs> Is there a real difference? <laughs> Probably not. No, there's not gonna be a difference. Terry, tell me, do you have a pair of rose gold ears like everyone else and their brother? <laughs> Do you have any I don't ears? Think I, own, I own some Club Thirty Three ears. Oh, uh, I don't drop in the hammer. I've got some Oswald ears and I've got some Dumbo ears, but I don't. I don't have any ears uh, of of the Rose Gold Persuasion. And really, let's let's just talk about all of this. There's two things that ha- Disney has gone all in on, and that's this Rose Gold crap. And right. I love rose gold, and if they had a, a men's version of it, I would be all over <laughs> it. But instead, they remade it into this briar rose gold thing. What the heck is up with the spirit jersey thing? Um, it has gotten so- out of hand. And now SeaWorld, I went to the SeaWorld st- store because I was early to, early to the airport for once, something on which I never am. They've got a whole line because they opened Sesame Street this month. So they have a whole line of like Sesame Street spirit jerseys with like, really, which the Cookie Monster one I kind of wanted, um, sure, but because um, <laughs> it said something like on the back, I think it said I'm a Cookie Man. I was like, eh, I kind of want that shirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> but this the spirit jerseys, I personally like, don't like them. They they have them for everything too. They do. Like there's one for Disney's uh, California Adventures Food and Wine Festival. There is. There's one there for is. Monsters University. There's one for. Yeah, I mean, I like the way they look. I think they're cool, but they don't feel comfortable to me. Like, I feel like you can feel the um, the lettering would like stick to your back because it's a different material yeah, like than the, the actual rest of the shirt. Yeah, 
Um, but other than that, I think they look pretty cool. And I mean, granted, how special are they if they've made them about everything now? Right. You know what I mean? Like, What's it it's like, oh, gold? you're all special. So none of you are special. That's what happened with Rose Gold. And, and, and honestly, I think, and I don't know what you guys think of this, but I think their main thought is, I mean, if you look at the Disney community in terms of Instagram and in a Disney lifestyle accounts, I think they're looking to create merchandise that would create a zeitgeist on, on social media. And I think that's kind of yeah. why they continued. I had a conversation with someone about this, about the potion purple, because potion purple was supposed to come out pretty quickly after, cause Rose gold was supposed to be very limited. And then, um, Potion Purple was to come out because it was the um, Pantone color of the year last year, but because Rose Gold was such like a like a crazy phenomenon, they you know put off the whole Potion Purple thing until later. So I think what they're looking for now, I mean, e- even with their most recent quote unquote influencer um, ac- the thing, they had that that early early morning rope drop where they had a bunch of like I'm talking like high end influencers where they were like 500k plus type of following where they had them come like for sunrise at Magic Kingdom and then they all took them they took everyone up on the Disney Cruise Line. So I think they're Ooh. really focusing their marketing towards this this influencer market because the audience is so insane and it's starting to get really saturated too. Like if you I feel like even, you know, you and I, Brady and I kind of started our Disney accounts at the same time. Like I have, I've had my personal account forever, but, um, and I talk about this like in previous episodes where the reason why I created a Disney account was because people were so tired of me talking about Disney, (laughs) my friends. So I was like, okay, I'll create my own Disney account. Um, and we came, I think almost late to the game because it's becoming a really saturated market. So I think that's what's happening here is that they're creating like spirit jerseys or they're doing the, now the new Briar Rose, uh, Briar Rose Gold, whatever the hell it is, um, to to be like an Instagram social media heavy type of thing. That's my opinion. So we have about like fifteen minutes left. Um, so I want to make sure, Terry, that we're talking about you know your endeavors. Um, I think you're doing an um, doing an amazing thing for you know content creators or people who are just really tired of the the mundane you know day to day living you know, living for the man, you know, working for someone else. I, I love that you you kind of talk about that because I know I think that's something that we all think about. Um, and, you know, you you went ahead and, and did the book Making Elephants Fly. You also have a podcast uh, directed towards that with a lot of these content creators. And you also have the thing coming up in May. So why don't you tell us a little bit about like how that started and, you know, what inspired you to start this and, you know, what your plans are for this. Yeah, so, year. you know, I mean – I kind of caught myself at a pivot point in life and I realized that everyone around me was kind of at that same place, but a lot of people were, were chasing safety. Um, I mean, I think there was a major bookstore change here, chain here in Nashville, you know, that employed thousands and thousands of people that like took that job because it was mm-hmm. safe and yeah. you know, then they yeah. find their job going away. And I think you're going to see that all over in the next few months and years that, that are, Oh, we're dealing with that in my hometown now. We just we we had a GM plant yep. that was one of the plants that got closed down. So it just happened. And we're totally dealing yep. with that now. And on the GM, I mean, GM is a great example. All of those people, I love. There's a there's a commencement speech if if you haven't heard it by Jim Carrey, and he tells this story about how his dad basically chose the job that he had 
because it was safe and it would provide for his family. And then he lost his job. You know, Jim Carrey's like, hey, you know, if you can, you can lose, you can lose everything chasing safety. Why don't you lose it for something you love? And so, you know, I think we're in an economy where, I mean, you mentioned all those. In, um, and there's all these yeah. weird things that are happening in the world that allow us to do weird things. I mean, there's, and you're meeting people, you know, like you guys have other jobs, but this is a side hustle and you're creating something mm -hmm. kind of new and, you know, who knows where it'll go. Um, Hopefully to infinity and beyond. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're not doing it because just you're, you don't have any free, you have so much free time. You don't know what to do. You're doing it because you love Disney and you want to see it turn into maybe something else in the future. Right. Sure. And so, you know, I just have so many friends that that's the case. And I think we have, you know, you guys are, you know, you're kind of at the end of the millennials, but I think there's a stat that like 65% of millennials plan on creating their own job. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, I, I just, I wanted to help and create and support that. I just, I've known that I've kind of been that guy. I did, I was in the music business for years and I worked for myself, but, um, you know, I still had clients and stuff like that, but I just realized there were so many people that wanted to design the life they wanted to design. You know, people like, Hey, you're lucky you get to go to Disney all the time. I was like, yeah, I was at Disney this weekend and I worked probably, it was probably a 50, 50 trip, mm -hmm. um, which is cool. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know I, I'm, I'm lucky that, you know, we have a lot of conferences in Orlando or Anaheim. So I always, I mean, absolutely. I'm tacking on, you know, an additional trip or even my, um, like some of the uh, senior executives in my company are DVC members. So it's cool. So sometimes we'll have like meetings of the contemporary. That's pretty legit. Yeah, I get to plan all of our uh, team building exercises. It always involves Epcot. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Today we're going to build around the blood orange margarita. And we're going to talk about <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah. And so and we're going to count how long it takes to chug it and <laughs> why it takes that long. We had a great time at La Cava. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some of my weirdest Disney experiences of like random people buying me drinks at La Cava. I don't know what it is about that place. People just go. Um, I was there last week and you'll have to wait to the, the next episode of WW today for this story. Cause it's a wrestling story. I sat next to this guy. Oh. And I'm like, okay, this guy's a wrestler. And I showed the they picture. They love their wrestling stories there. <laughs> I sent it to Logan. He's like, oh yeah, this guy's, and then he sends me a picture with like his son with a wrestler. I'm like, okay, this will be a story for the show. I'll save so it. I won't funny. tell anywhere else. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, I wrote the book, Making Elephants Fly, really, you know, obviously inspired by Walt and his ability, you know, Dumbo obviously coming out in a few weeks. Yeah. Which I got to see the first like 10 minutes. At, yeah, at I Disney saw Studios. that. Yeah. That's exciting. They're doing like the preview there. And then I got, I'm going to a preview screening next next week before the movie Very a couple cool. days comes out. I am so stoked for that movie. It looks fantastic. Tim Burton did a, it, it's beautiful. Oh, good. And I know there's like, you know, I'm sure there's people like there's sto stories in the plot, you know, hot pl plot holes. And I'm just. I'm, it's, I, it's haters. They're all haters. Yeah, I love going to movies like that. I'm just like, I'm just excited to see Dumbo in a fresh new way. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not sure how many more remakes I want to see, but Dumbo was one that I was kind of excited for, obviously, because it's my favorite, one of my favorites. Yeah. And, um, Bring back you know, Dumbo Circus is what I'm saying. Yes, that show was so good. Awesome, I remember man. watching that at my grandparents like after school. <laughs> it was such bad acting, but it was so great. Oh, so good. And, uh, 
you know, Walt, Walt had this belief that if, you know, if his animators can make it fly in animation, that there was some way that his Imagineers can make it happen in a theme park. Um, and I kind of have this fun game, and maybe you can do this next time you're at Disney, of how often, how many random places elephants are at Disney World. Oh. Um, I mean, they're they're on Small World. They're in the board. They're in Boardwalk Lobby. Mm-hmm. They, they're all over the place. Um, yeah. Hidden in, in, obviously, in 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 real form in uh, Animal Kingdom. But yeah, it's it's just it's you know, and I and I've used the metaphor of the elephant in the room, right? Like everybody has yes. this like big dream, and I and I've have so many friends that like want to do this like big dream, and they went to work for GM because it was safe, right? right? And now mm-hmm. they're losing that opportunity. So right, right. I created an event called the Thing with my buddy McNair Wilson. He who's a Disney Imagineer. Yeah, he's awesome. I love him. Who created uh, the Tower of Terror? Was one of the leads on that. Yeah. And um, that's awesome. You know, we started. We were going to call it the Assemble Conference, the conference to help you put it together. And it just sounded cheesy. And he's like, "Let's just call it the Thing," because everybody has the a thing, thing. The thing that we're going to do. Makes sense. Yeah, makes like because everybody's going to talk about it. And say, are you going to go to Terry Weaver's thing? He's doing, and so. Um, the website is thething.live. Um, and if you use the code podcast, there's a discount for you guys. Oh, awesome. Uh, it's Thank a simple you. podcast yeah. and, um, for your listeners to go. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a super fun event where, you know, you're going to be inspired, but you're also going to be, um, equipped with, oh, uh, you know, how do you promote on Instagram and how do you take a story and make it go viral? What's the arc? What's the architectural of something that does that? You know, mm-hmm. how does that happen? And you know, how do you? I, I wish our girl that lost her boyfriend would have been able to know how to like <laughs> how to turn that into something else, right? Like, turn to, that into gold. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, and so a whole TV series. Oh, could have been a whole thing. Yeah, and I love. Well, I love that you've also also turned it into a podcast. And I was listening um, to your interview with I think his name is Mike Kim. I think Mike Kim, I'm yeah. terrible at names. And um, I I thought it was so interesting because it really spoke to me because, you know, he's he was working in like a C-suite marketing job and he decided to to kind of step back and, and help people market themselves. And especially, you know, for, you know, for Brady and I who are kind of just starting in this in this realm um, and there's so many people who are, you know, on YouTube or whatever, trying to like show you how to market yourself on Instagram, or whatever it, it, it is really great to hear someone with that kind of experience who even then stepped away from that job and is able to, you know, talk about his experience, talk about what he's doing. And it, I mean, it's a, it's another level of bravery. Cause like, I know I can say I I'm the breadwinner in my family. Like everything kind of like relies on me basically. Um, so it's, it's, it's interesting for me to hear from people who are in that kind of similar space and who kind of decided to take that leap. So I, I, I just think it's, it's amazing. And it's just another level of bravery, I think. I yeah. And I think, story. you know, I think here's what you have to look at your life. Like, you know, this is, let me get depressing for a minute. Um, <laughs> Cause it's, you know, it's a show about the happiest place on earth. You That's know, eventually, yeah. eventually we all like life ends for all of us. Right. right. And so, you know, the things that you're going to remember, and that's why we, my wife and I go to Disney world all the time. You're like, why do you go all the time? Is because I want to leave this world with memories, not with just a bunch of stuff. Exactly. And the things I'm going to be talking about are our Disney trips and our Disney cruises. Mm-hmm. And we were going to talk about our brunching. Maybe we'll have to come back and talk about brunch sometime. You're always welcome back, Terry. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I love brunch. The, the the you know the fun thing is is you know we get we're in charge of our life. We get to create the life we want. Yeah. And so many people like choose a career path 
And, you know, if you love your job, great, man. I don't want you to quit your job. If you're happy, by all means, stay there. But I know a lot of people who are just miserable or, or some people who are like, I'd like to start something extra on the side. Right. And I'd like to, right. you know, have it make a little extra money so we can either, you know, vacation more or, you know, I, I know a lot of Disney travel agents that are coming to the thing. And it's their like side hustle to pay for their Disney habit. Sure. Um, I know someone that pays for their Club 33 membership Ooh. off of their Disney travel agent side hustle. That ain't cheap, oh, yo. Wow. So, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I think that's, that's, you know, it's it's a time in and in a, we live in a great time to be alive where you can kind of create the life you want. Yeah. Um, and do the things that you want to do. And I'm I'm excited to be able to. It'll be the, the May 17, 18, and 19. We're at the Embassy Suites right outside of Disney Springs. It took me 12 minutes to get to Hollywood Studios from there. Nice. So yeah, I mean you're you're right there in the parks, and we spend a day. We do two like VV. We do a VVIP day at the at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, mm-hmm. or if somebody kind of has an idea or something they want to work through, we spend the whole day kind of working through that idea, whether it's a book or a project or a business idea or a story. And we work through that. And then there's a VIP day where we spend the day going around the parks with Mick there kind of telling us how Imagineering built it and yeah. what are some of the creative principles we can apply to our businesses. And then the conference is, Thursday, so cool. is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. His stories are just so amazing. Like, I love when, when he's on, on WDW today every once in a while. It just tells us, like, amazing stories from, from the Eisner days. And things like that. He is just such great anecdotes. So it's that's just such an amazing opportunity. I miss Eisner. Eisner <laughs> really? was so oh yeah. Now, he wasn't great. Him? He wasn't great for like the company as far as like what Iger's been great for is Fox and Pixar sure. and like acquisitions. But Eisner loved the parks. Yes. And, you know, the parks are just now in Iger's, like, reign, if you will. Yeah. I mean, really, the only thing that's happened, I mean, obviously, Cars Land. But all Cars Land was was a fix of something that was broken before. Mm-hmm. And then the big, quote-unquote, massive Fantasyland attraction expansion, <laughs> which really didn't even include an e-ticket ride. Because I don't think Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is an e-ticket. I think it's a, it's, I think, I think the Slinky Dog is a better ride. Really? Oh, really? Wow! Because it's like it's the hardest fast pass to, right now to get in um, in Magic Kingdom. Ah, people are wrong. <laughs> I cannot. I think, I've I not think been it's in that ride a little too quick. I think it's too quick of a ride. Um, yes. I think it's really entertaining. Um, but I don't. I wouldn't say that the Slinky Dog personally was anything great. I think all of Toy Story Land, in my personal opinion, was kind of a flop. I think, oh, I mean, I, I would say as a land, a lot yes. better. But that's what happens, though, right? Like the creative people come up with all these ideas, and then the the parks, pe- the operations people, like no money for you. And that's you know that's been Iger's leadership. There's a lot of cost cutting, a lot of like I know you guys wanted to do this brilliant thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I rode Sticky Dog a couple times this last week. It is a fantastic ride. The the alien, um, what are those things called? The the saucer, the, the, saucers, the, the, ass, yeah. the alien saucers. Oh gosh, I did a ship saucer just because I was like, this ride seems really short, and I wanted to like do a timer just to see. Right, boy, it is really short. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it is. I think it was a minute and twelve seconds. 
A minute, a minute right. and 14 seconds is what my stopwatch says. That's and that's so like Disney World because um I just you know and going on the on the rides in Disneyland and the Disneyland rides are so much longer um than and did then Disney World it's just uh, that that's just like nothing a minute and, and 12 seconds it's insane and people are standing in line for for like 45 right. minutes so that's you know essentially it's you know every minute you wait gets you a second on the ride on average on that wait time right now you're so much better at math yeah. than me. <laughs> yeah, like, no, because I did it. I was just like, oh, yeah, OK. My wife wanted to do this ride and just like, honey, let's do it. I get it. And we walked on right at the end of the yeah. day. There was nobody in line. And so they actually let us go through the fast pass line quickly. Because um, I had that look like, oh, don't make me do this on my face. <laughs> and so but, you know, and I think sort of what kills the Toy Story Land experience in your head, man, is that, you know, there's three rides there, which is pretty cool, but you've already had the one ride for 10 years. And now it just happens yeah. to appear just, in this There's land. no shade. There's, it, it's so, they could have made it another Pixar, like a Pixar Land for us here in Florida. Pixar Pier, yeah. And yeah, like another, our own little Pixar Pier. And had so many different themes to go off of instead of just like Christmas lights strung about <laughs> haphazardly. They basically turned all of the inside of Toy Story Mania outside. That's it. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of true. I don't think you're done with Pixar. I think you're going to see more oh, Pixar no. in that park. Yeah, I mean, I they're so. already growing. Um you know, Disney, uh, Disneyland. It, I don't know the last time that, that you've been there, Terry. I was just there in what February, and um, you know, obviously they're building the the new Critter Carousel, but then there's this whole section that they have with like Inside Out, uh, that's kind of like f like fenced off. So I think there's been some talk about an Inside Out ride, uh, but they're just continuously building up. I, I Pixar Pier is my my favorite part of, of DCA. Um, Next to next to the uh, Radiator Springs ride because it's my favorite. But um, I think DCA is still my favorite. DCA is fantastic. Theme, favorite theme park. In, in oh, the really? Out of everything. I haven't been there since they opened uh, way back when. That was the last time I ever went. I was there for Lunar New Just because I haven't been to Disney in a long time. It's the time. place I spend the most time. Yeah. Because yeah. I love Car Cars Land was a home run. Oh, it's so great. I think and personally I guess, Radiator I guess Springs I, is the best. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think we're going to have a Lassiter-shaped hole in the Disney universe mm. for the next 10 years. Um, I think Disney is about to go. We're about to enter the late 80s again. Like, this is going to be a big thing. We've acquired a bunch of stuff. This is great. Um, but at the next at, at the next economic downturn, um, we just, there's not the creative energy that, um, I mean, I guess Pete Doctor at Pixar Mm -hmm. I'm just excited for some new IP. I know we're going to see IP everywhere, but I'm excited for some new movies, some new ideas. Yeah. Um, you mean not another live action of a previous? Um... No, or Toy Story 47 or. Yeah, <laughs> I'm hopeful for Toy Story 4. But I'm also like, really? The Spork is the main character in the new movie? I was shocked with that new... So I think the Spork on its own is very funny. 
But like I was shocked that the the first main trailer of Toy Story 4 was all about I'm like, is that really the plot? The entire plot is them trying to rescue the spork? Like that's that's like a whole that's like who's the who's the thing on in the Star Wars fan or the Star Wars, the prequels? Why am I having like an idiot moment? Jar Jar Binks. Yes. I'm like, is this the Jar Jar Binks situation? Like I'm a little worried. (laughs) Yeah. Jar Jar Sporks. Supposedly, the original plot that, that they were talking about was is that it was going to be more about exploring Bo Peeps and, and Woody's relationship. But that that in the trailer already seems a little weird. So, And, and that would be fine. And even, like, I loved um, in, like, some of, like, the teasers they were sending out, like, the whole Key and Peele, the carnival ride toys. I, they seemed hysterical, and, and, I, and I thought it was appropriate to it. But, I mean, I look back in and I think, like, okay, well, they're, you know, they're there to protect the little girl, Bonnie. And, you know, that, that's her favorite. It's like the new Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Strangely enough, it's the new Buzz Lightyear, but it's a spork. But, you know, that's, that's the toy that's taking out our focus right now. So that's what they're trying to um, protect. But I just I, – I was really hesitant about them doing a fourth movie, fourth movie, first of all, and then just doing another, like bringing in multiple new characters when it's supposed to be your last movie. I think that's like a little Ewoky for my taste. Mm. You feel it. You know I what I'm talking Ewoks. about. I mean, I love Ewoks. I love Ewoks. <laughs> I love the Ewoks. I grew up with them, but like, also like, why? <laughs> what was the point? Oh we, goodness. We digress oh. so much on this show. <laughs> well, when you throw me into the mix, then it's only going to make it worse. No, it's great because then, like, I feel like it validates our digression because we're always like, "Oh man, we're all over the place," and so like, it's good to hear that, like, you know, a real professional is also digressing with us. So we appreciate. It. I've never called myself. Oh look, look! Someone just reported there's a new yellow spirit jer- jersey exclusively I've at, at Disney Springs. Good lord! I've seen that. And I love yellow. It's just like how, how much. I would be cool if they no. had yellow ears. Like if they had straight, if someone had them. I would, I would wear straight up yellow ears, and I would put the Thing logo on them because yeah. the Thing logo is yellow. Oh, there you go. But, you can so, get them custom ordered. There's so many um, custom ear folks on the Insta page. You could totally get that. You could totally do that. I'm telling you right now. I can hook you up with people. I know people. Were we going to talk <laughs> about uh, Riviera? Oh yeah. So so what is your thought? I, I think I mean in in bringing out these new these new resorts are are absolutely necessary. I know um when my husband and I, so my husband and I book our our trips usually like a month in advance. Like we're not planning this stuff out. We're like, "Oh, I want to go to Disney for my birthday. We're going to book this." And um it was really hard for us to, and we're bougie as as we talk about much, so we always stay at the deluxe resorts. So We've been staying at Swan and Dolphin a lot. And I was like, I want to stay like legit on property. And so Grand Floridian was like $700 a night. And I was like, sit back in your seat. And um, they we're staying at the boardwalk, <laughs> which was like, but still like 400 and some a night. But um, like, I, I, I completely understand the need we because it's getting to a point now where it's getting hard for us who book like a, a month in advance <clears throat> to find anything under four or $500 a night. And that's, I mean, that's just between, you know, my husband and I, we're not booking for a family of four or what have you and, and needing, you know, we're not looking at value resorts. That's ridiculous. So they need more locations, but 
it's it's just it's just a lot. So I'm excited about the Riviera Resort. I actually my street name is Riviera, so it's near and dear to my heart. And they just released like your street name. Like, are you like a rapper now? I am, or oh, like you live on Riviera Street? No, Riviera Court. Riviera Court it is even fancier than it sounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even fancier than it sounds. Uh, but yeah, that's the street I live on, legit. So like, now that I, I didn't give my, everyone's gonna like look for me now because of all the uh, how many people that listen to our podcast. But um, the. It's it's so that's what's exciting to me about the whole Riviera thing, but it's based on Walt's trips, his extended trips to to the the French Riviera. And la- in our last episode, I was talking about this because I'm going to the French Riviera um, this summer. So we're gonna do. Speaking of bougie, <laughs> that's bougie. <laughs> I was supposed to go there on a Disney cruise, Ooh. and that was the day that like we couldn't dock. Ah, oh, that stinks. Um, and so. Yeah, I'm excited about, was it Topolino's? Yes, Topolino's Terrace. I'm very excited about that. It's going to be like, the they're, they're advertising it almost like it's going to be the California Grill, the Epcot Resorts, because it's going to do Yes, overlap. and that's really what it's going to be. And it's supposed to be the Riviera style, like Italian, French yep. food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean. It's why Artist Point got converted out of being a, a signature restaurant. You know. Um, because this is a. Don't don't talk. That's not, that's all I want to say. I'm gonna get upset. I'm gonna start throwing. No, things. I will do the same thing because <laughs> Artist Point was one of our favorite restaurants, and the fact that they turned it into a character dining experience makes me unwell. Oh yeah, you know the one time that Snow White was in the Pacific Northwest. Right, like it makes zero sense. Like zero zero sense. And and again, it's a whole Instagram draw. So you know all the influencers were using it for that. But, um, yeah, I was I, the manager that was there, the general manager that was, was now at Ohana. And he he's like, hey, Mr. Weaver, how are you? Like, I was like, oh, God, great. This guy knows me. I'm there so much. He's like, what do you think? I was like, I think it's the worst idea Disney's yes. ever had. Thank he's you. Like, oh, really? Thank you for saying um, that. Thank you. I mean, now granted, it wasn't always full. No, but, it wasn't. Man, come on. But the food was fantastic. The wine yes. selection was amazing. I mean, it was nice to go to a restaurant that wasn't always full. That, absolutely. And it wasn't full of kids either. And then also, like, I mean, their wine selection is phenomenal. So, like, I've talked about this on previous episodes. My husband's in the wine industry. You know, we we talk a lot about wine on the show. And, um, you know, that's such an up-and-coming area for wine right now. Oh, it's yeah. just it, – I, I, I can't. I, I can't. I can't even – I can't even – I'm going to eat my popcorn. <laughs> I can't do it. I get, I get so mad. I get so mad about ours point. Yeah, it's it was a. Uh, I looked at pictures of it today, and I was like, "The guy's like, are you gonna go back ever?" I was like, "It's gonna be a yeah, while. no. That wound's too fresh. No, um, I'm just not here for tell, that. Tell Dopey to stuff it. <laughs> um, <laughs> stuff. So. Tell, tell us how tell you really Dopey feel. Stuff it. <laughs> I mean, come on, it's depressing. It really is. If it made sense, right? Um, if, if there was a story and a narrative and I, you know, I go in the Disney parks a lot with McNair cause we do stuff yeah. together a lot. And so seeing it through his eyes and when he sees stuff like that, he just shakes his head and then sends a text to Bob Weiss, the president of Imagineering goes, who let this happen? You know, and it's always just like, well, operations. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, Topolino's looks like it's cool. going to be. 
It looks cool. The DVC rooms. Oh they're gosh, I, I don't know what it's. Uh, their non-studio room, the one that's like doesn't have a bed in it. Have you seen that one? The one with the the sofa. No, it just it's just a like a. There's no bed in the room. It's only like a pull down. Um, Murphy oh bed. no, I didn't see it. So I saw like the, the like the the room that that had a bed in it. Um, I've seen the rest, oh, the like the bathroom, and then I've also seen like the sofa, like the sitting area. Those are the only ones I've seen. And they're called Tower Studios, okay. I believe. Um, and you don't get a bed. That's so bizarre. Uh-huh. I stayed in a resort. I've stayed in a place like that where it was like a one of those Murphy beds, and they're the worst. They're the most uncomfortable. It was a huge room. It was like a like a not a penthouse, but like like an apartment type situation. But that was the bed, and like it was it was awful. Now I know these beds are a specific brand, and they're going to them in all of DVC. But literally, you go in the room, and all that's there is a couch, and which is fine. That's I, I can handle that, right? Like if it's a super cheap room. No, like right now, the cash price for that room during December when it opens, which is like December 15th, maybe like right before Christmas. So it's technically not peak season. Mm-hmm. The cash price is at like five seventy nine a night. Oh, my God. That's for not wild. even a bed. No bed. Wild. <laughs> and it is I forgot. How, I forgot what the square footage was. Um, Virtually nothing. Um, there's not even a bathtub in it. It's just a shower. Um, not a shower and a bathtub. So it rules, you know. And then they have like the regular studios. But, you know, they're saying, you know, from the DVC point chart, they're expecting that to be about 15 points a night. What? Which would put it, which would put it a, above a Savannah View studio, regular studio. Way above boardwalk. Yeah, that's the only thing that would be the only thing that would be ahead of it would be Grand Floridian and the Poly. It would put it ahead of Bay Lake. And you don't get a bed. (laughs) Oh jeez. That's wild. It's the Skyliners, man. (laughs) They gotta pay for the Skyliners somehow. (laughs) And by the way, since we're talking about those, (laughs) those jokers (laughs) move fast i stood below them and watched yeah? them for a couple of minutes on a me. windy day they were testing them two day, they were testing them on tuesday and it was probably 20 miles an hour in wind and they were at full speed i almost threw up just watching really them. so oh, with your wow. vertigo <laughs> you ain't ever getting on the thing well i'm just like i just feel like it's a store like a news story waiting to happen that one of them just like god forbid crashes and burns and it they scare me i mean i remember when they had this or the gondolas or whatever they were back in magic kingdom uh like eons ago yeah and um they just they terrified me then and like i see them now and they just oh they just they just weird me out but i mean i'm sure i'll try them out for the hashtag for the gram just to be cool I'll just be for the terrified the whole time and very dizzy. I will puke. We'll just do it. Lee, go from Epcot. Don't go to Epcot. Yeah. You know, you want to be a little, you want to be a couple of deep before you <laughs> do See, those. I feel like that might make it worse. <laughs> I'm already like kind of spinny just because I've had like how many drinks in Epcot. And then like, 
let me just get on this this little ride. I mean, they weren't. So so here's the thing: is was it? You said it was a windy day. Were they like swinging at all, or were they very stationary? Very, very, very. Swingy. Oh God, help us! I'd be Ugh. so scared. I, I'll take some. Well, actually, no, I can't even. I can't even take my vertigo medicine if I've been drinking. So this whole thing has been nixed. Oh. Yeah, I'm. It's. <laughs> I hate to be negative about Disney stuff, but man, when it's bad, it's like, come on, guys, what is this? <laughs> and so, you know, I, it definitely felt like you were, you know, it was really bad if they stopped. That's when they were really swinging. Okay. And that's when I would, that's when I would lose it. If we had to stop and we were still dangling oh, from side to side. That's terrifying. And you happen to be on there with some screaming kid who's hot and has oh, to pee. No. I mean, you know what I mean? Like that's the situation you're gonna get yourself like, in. Like redo the monorails. Like you first off, you need to redo the monorails. Yeah. Well they are it's just when. when and also like if you've been on the Disneyland monorail and those things are light years beyond in terms of how nice they are and how you know how much better the seating arrangement is. The scenery's not great, but they're so nice. So like just redo the monorails. Like why is this necessary? Except for those don't have AC either. In the in Disneyland? No. Oh, well, most things in California don't have AC. That's that's kind of a known thing. Because it doesn't get, quote unquote, that hot. So most people don't have AC. Um, and they just have units. That, that's a lie. All my friends in LA, this is what they tell <laughs> me. It gets pretty hot. Like, my grandma's always like, it's not humid. Yeah, the weather's perfect. I'm like, I have lived there. It's not humid, but it's still 95 degrees. There. Oh, well, yeah, it's not humid. Maybe, like... It's a different heat, like I always say when you go to Vegas. It is. It's a dry heat. Well, guys, I got people upstairs. I can hear them running around my upstairs, and I'm trying to keep them from drinking all my booze so I can take them to dinner. My best friend's in town, which is always a highlight of my life. So I got to go. But this has been one of the most fun um, episodes that we've had. It is so exciting to have someone of you know Terry's caliber and and being able to really t- like really go in depth from a Disney standpoint and also talk about like your your separate endeavors that you're doing on your own this has been you know so much fun on our part and I I feel like I've learned a ton I don't know Brady what do you think like I just we've gone through so many different topics today uh with so many different like of our own opinions and point of views and like his experience and our experience, it's been it's been. And fun. we didn't even get to touch on the free roaming donkeys this oh, week damn. at the Animal Kingdom. I missed it. So next time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> next time. And so next time, I think our next our next episode, we'll get back to our. So we're right now. I don't know if you know this, Terry, but we're doing a Disney on Broadway series right now. So we're talking about all the Disney shows that have been on Broadway. So our next. Um, episode we will be talking about beauty and the beast right it was my first show on broadway that i ever saw special fantastic blew my mind special place in my heart and last (laughs) last week we uh even the title of our episode was we dragged the aladdin musical for filth we are not fans i don't know if you saw (laughs) it we we are not fans. no i love the genie character in that 
in that. But yeah, we talked it. about that. So he he won he won a Tony uh, for playing the genie, and he was fantastic. Um, but overall, we had quite a lot to say. <laughs> so listen to our our last week's episode, guys, if you haven't, because uh, we we drag it for Phil. We're so positive. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all we got guys we so appreciate you uh joining and listening make sure you uh subscribe uh follow us on the insta instagram on the twitter because we're now on twitter and we're trying to make that happen um and we're now on iHeartRadio. oh my god i haven't even talked about that we're on iHeartRadio now iHeartRadio. So it took a hot million years for us to get approved but we're approved now on iHeartRadio. But we're there. We're so proud of ourselves. We're where Elvis Duran lives. So, Terry, where can our listeners find you? So, you can find myself in my book on terryweaver.com. And the conference is at thething.live. And all of those things are all over the Instagram and the Facebook and the Twitter as I talk like my mother in law. (laughs) Have you seen the Facebook today? (laughs) So, sounds like um, my in laws, too. And my mother. Yeah, I had to explain. I had to explain to my mother-in-law like that. I don't see the same things on Facebook. You see, she was so shocked. That was such news to her. <laughs> um, that like we had different Facebooks. Yeah, it's amazing. It's magic. magic. I tell you, magic. That's social media magic. And Brady. Yeah, I'd love to have. I'd love to have your audience. Some of you come hang oh out my at God, the thing. Yes. And uh, and uh, or whatever, or buy a book, yeah, or do something. Absolutely. Yeah, we do something we already add that to the show notes. We'll add the show add that to the show notes as well, because I think it's such an amazing opportunity. Show notes. show notes. And Brady, where can we find you on the on the social media? Oh, I'm everywhere. I am on Twitter at BRidic. I'm on Instagram at uh, Brady Cam and Facebook Brady McCleary. I don't typically follow people back on that one because that's more of like for my family and whatever. But, oh, I'm on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash C slash Brady McCleary. Um, but most importantly, I am here with my lovely fellow host, Annie, at Never Growing Up Podcasts. And this is where That's I kind of like, live. I live here. You live. You have a home. This is where we live. It's a hut, but it's fine. <laughs> it's a hut. Right now, it's like a little hobo shack, there, but it's like a hobo chic shack. Because we, we have plant- big dreams. I have a dream. I have Sorry, a dream. Sorry, we're both musical theater nerds. <laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> this is getting a weird. wonderful dream, Papa. Okay, sorry, I'm sorry. I'll stop. Um, <laughs> okay, guys, thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you all next week. Bye.